Hello and welcome to Real Talk for Mums. Two personal trainers coming together through birth trauma to bring laughs, tears and a lot of real talk around the health and well-being of mums. Unedited, raw and unapologetically ourselves, Mags and myself, Lara, aim to empower mums with the knowledge and support they deserve to live their best lives. Come join us for a new episode every week. Hello, beautiful mums. It's Lara Jezef again. Oh, I'm excited by today. This is my favourite topic amongst, above everything else, the gut. I'm so passionate about it. And it seems, I've been talking about this, the gut health life and how important the gut is for a while. And I remember my mum being like, God, what is it with you? Like, the gut, okay. Um, She's a nurse. (laughs) And now she keeps sending me all this information, all these facts and statistics and research studies because everyone's catching on to the the gut health and the mind body and all of this good stuff and how important the gut is. And she's like, people are finally catching on to what you were talking about. I was like, yes, mum, it was just me talking about it. Yay, I am the inspiration to the world. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so passionate about it because of what my, because of my own experiences. And like the more I delved into gut health and my own experiences and healing my own gut issues, the more passionate I became about how important it is when it comes to everything to do with health. And even um, research is like people are actually calling the gut the people are saying it's the second brain, but some of them are actually saying it's the first brain, how we talk about the gut brain connection. Um, I'm going to go a little bit into that in a bit if you've not heard that before. So this is so important. If you are listening and you don't think you have any gut issues, please listen, because there's always going to be improvements to your health when you understand your gut and even if you um when you do have gut issues you're going to listen to this so this is super important especially for mums who have given birth to children because it changes our hormones and you may find since giving birth that you are able to Maybe you feel more bloated or maybe you feel a bit more uncomfortable. Maybe you're like carrying extra like belly weight. You just feel heavier in that area. It may not be to do with fat in the tummy. It may be to do with inflammation, which I'm going to talk to you about today. And what you can do to help combat that inflammation and get your body back into balance. You know how I talk, love talking about balance. This is the key here. Now, what is the gut? People think the gut is like, I don't know, the stomach. It is. However, there's more to it than that. It's actually from your mouth down your esophagus and it's your stomach as well as your small intestine and your large intestine. So imagine people who have acid reflux. It's all in their throat and you're feeling it from the stomach acid. It's all formed part of it. Some people actually swear by doing um, gargling to strengthen the esophagus when it comes to acid reflux. But I don't know. Like, take that with a pinch of salt. It might be true. It might not be. I'm going to talk to you about my experiences, my learnings, my understanding after doing numerous amounts of research to do with the gut. And you take what information you want to and roll with it. And then if it works, that's amazing. I, I don't like my my brother-in-law uh, works in the pharmaceutical world. So does my sister-in-law. And he says, well, if there's no fa- if there's no research behind it or no evidence to prove that this is real. Um, why do it? And I'm like, do you have to have evidence if you are experiencing amazing results? Does it have to be? proven in a paper if you are having better results from making some changes to say the gut for me I'm like if you're experiencing great results keep doing what you're doing 
Like, your body's clever. You know what's best for it, ultimately. So yes, the gut. Um, it is it is one cell thick. It, it is formed of trillions of different types of fungus and bacteria, good and bad. We need both. Uh, we just don't want the bad to outweigh the good. <laughs> and like I said, your gut produces those hormones. So you may be experiencing changes after giving birth. Maybe you're able to tolerate different foods less and you can't understand why. Maybe you get ill a lot more because since giving birth, your um, gut also is forms, prob I can't remember the actual statistics, 70 to 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. So if you're super run down, go, for your, go and take a probiotic. This is what I i do you know um everything is about the gut now let me talk to you about that mind body mind gut connection there's studies out there now to show that there's been great results from people who have been taking probiotics instead of um antidepressants now, I can't find the research papers, but I'm sure if you type it into Google, all this stuff will come up if you're interested in it. Because you imagine when you feel nervous or anxious, right? You're thinking about a scenario in your head and then you get those butterflies. You know when you get stage fright and you're like, okay, I've got this coming up. I'm going to worry about it. You run to the toilet a lot. You feel that like crampy feeling in your stomach. That's just an example of how the, the brain and the gut so connected an in-roll reversal the gut connecting to the brain so if you're putting in foods that aren't aren't good quality for you then you're gonna feel it in your head like brain fog like fatigue like feeling anxious I know for example for me if I have had a bingy weekend I do that less now since having a toddler there is no way I am dealing with a hangover and looking after a toddler who doesn't sleep. Anyway, I feel like low, really low in my moods. If I've had like lots of alcohol over the weekend, if I've, then I follow it on with some processed foods just because that's what you crave. <laughs> and I feel crappy. My sleep is affected. My mood is affected and that's just another example of how powerful the gut and the brain are linked super passionate anyway uh, people talk about leaky gut now let me just explain what that is leaky gut is a damage of the gut lining so that one cell thick lining so it's causing you to feel inflammation in your body so things are getting through that they shouldn't be getting through and causing side effects so for example common things that damage the gut uh, processed foods um, common one is gluten for some because it's highly processed sugar alcohol smoking antibiotics stress these all damage the gut lining and if it's a constant thing if you've been say for example uh, if you've been taking antibiotics for a long period of time or even if you've just taken a week's worth of antibiotics you need to get some probiotics in you and I'm sure doctors have caught on now that they do recommend taking probiotics now which is amazing um, Yes, I'm actually going to add in an image in the Facebook group so that you can see, because I'm a visual person, so if you're, trying, if you're not getting it in your head, it's good to see it and then you can listen into this again. So things damage the gut lining and then they come through into the bloodstream causing things like inflammation. So when people talk to you about, oh, you've got arthritis, you've got fibromyalgia, you've got headaches, that is likely to be to do with your gut 
eczema, acne, rosacea, psoriasis, as I was talking about, anxiety, low in moods, frequent colds, food sensitivities, constipation and diarrhea, fatigue, all of this stuff could be a, a factor from having gut issues. So you need to start looking at your diet and healing your gut lining, getting that good and bad bacteria back into balance and everything's rosy. <laughs> Everything is about the gut. If anything you want to take from this, this audio today is like, oh, the gut's amazing. <laughs> okay, so how to know if you have gut issues. Well, I mentioned a few if you're experiencing things like um, eczema, achy joints. From my experience, I had food sensitivities. I had the fatigue. Um, I had eczema as a child, but it wasn't like my peak issues when I didn't, I worked myself into the ground. I didn't put my health first. I was living on painkillers if I was uncomfortable, if I had achy joints. I was really, I was working a lot and there was a lot of stress put on my body. I put it on myself as we do, but I, I made that choice. Uh, I was getting regularly ill, like regular urine infections. I think I had three or four urine infections in the space of three months. And then the fourth one, it was like, it went away. I was like, amazing, I don't have to take any drugs for it this time. And then I didn't know that it actually lead, led up to my bladder and into my kidneys. So then I was hospitalized with a kidney infection and then I had to have more antibiotics for about three months to help with the kidney infection. So that's causing more issues to the gut. No one talks about this though. It's like when you have a urine infection, they give you antibiotics, which then can cause you to get more urine infections because you're killing off the bad bacteria in your body, the good bacteria in your body, which causes an imbalance. Crazy stuff crazy stuff um so yes yeah, so i then was hospitalized with kidney infection i remember being in and out of like consciousness on my first day of having this infection and getting my pa to come to my bedside and take notes and making sure i wasn't missing anything to do with work how mental is that how how to put yourself how to max out your body and not listen to it at all but this is what we do every day. We take our body for granted and then we're like, why doesn't our body like us? Why, why, why does our body hate us? It's because we're treating it so badly. <laughs> what well, I did for sure for me to get these, res to get these results. Um, I was having really achy joints. Uh, I had something called um, candida, which is it's like you when you've got too much of the bad bacteria in your body and it causes you to have things like really stinky farts like it was horrendous really uncomfortable i remember working in a nightclub and farting it just fell out and people were around me because we were working in the bar were like what is that is that I think we need to check the drains, like something's happened. And I was so embarrassed. That was from stressing out, eating too much sugar, and then having a total imbalance of gut bacteria, causing fermentation, and then having these disgusting farts on top of other things. Um, I then had food sensitivities, so I couldn't eat... I actually had a food intolerance test, so I went and got my bloods done. And I don't know if this is legit, but I got them done anyway, because I don't know if you can actually test sensitivities. I think you can just test, test for allergies. But it helped me understand the body more. Like, the more stuff I looked into, the more it helped me piece things together. Now, I removed, I was intolerant apparently to gluten, dairy, 
eggs, which seem to be the common things when it comes to gastrointestinal issues to remove for a time to give your body a break. And something else that came up was like peaches, which was odd. Um, I So I chose to remove all of these things. Oh, wheat as well. So I removed this stuff for, I think it was about a year, year and a half, and worked on healing my gut. Because I was like, I am sick of this. Like, I'm sick of eating a piece of toast and then cramping over. I remember having to cancel a, da um, a date because I was like, I, I'm so sick of this. I'm going to eat a piece of toast. I'm going to have an egg. I'm going to enjoy myself. And then that evening, just cramped over in a fetal position, just feeling horrendous. I even, what did I do? I even started doing coffee enemas, in-home coffee enemas, which was so interesting. So I was doing it with my flatmate. I don't know how safe this is to do, but I'm not recommending anyone do this. I'm just telling you my own experience of trying to get to a healthy state and not experience um, diarrhea, achy joints, food intolerances, regular urine infections, dry skin. Did I say achy joints? Yeah, something like that. Really like brain fog fatigue horrible life yeah so these coffee enemas let me tell you you can actually buy uh, a home kit online which is like a blue plastic or rubbery sack with a, a tube on the end and a hook at the top and it was like a little valve so the idea is you buy coffee and you get it to I, we only bought organic coffee, by the way, as if like that matters. So you, we cooked up, we boiled up um, coffee in a pan. We got it to room temperature. We then put it, you filled it in the, this bag. And I'm not sure how much was in this bag. Maybe a litre. Something like that. I'm not great with measurements. A litre or two depending on how much your body can tolerate. Like when you first start doing it, you can only get in so much liquid. And we, if we were both doing it at the same time, we would let each other know when we were, when we were uh, putting the coffee in because you have to sit with it for like, I think you start off with 15 minutes and then you progress up to 30 minutes if you, it's sitting in your colon. And... <laughs> So we let each other know because there's obviously only one toilet. So we didn't both need to then um, deal with uh, shitting out this coffee. So <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. Just crazy things that we do to our body. And so you go on all fours. You have this room temperature, body temperature coffee hanging in a bag on the back of the, the bedroom door. On all fours, you stick this valve in your anus and then you turn it on and it it goes inside and it feels sort of weird uncomfortable sort of like a pressure as if you want to have a poo but not really weird and then once you've emptied everything out of your bag you sit on your left side in a fetal position on the bed, or lie on your left side in a fetal position on the bed, and you you just let it sit in there. And you, when you're first doing this, you can only, I think I only handled like five minutes before I needed to go to the toilet and empty and release and poo. But I progressed, you know, up to I think 30 minutes, and it's meant to get rid of all these toxins in your colon. And when my mum found out about this, she's a nurse, she was like, oh my God, I have seen pictures of colons after they've done regular enemas and it's horrendous, the damage that you do to yourself. And I was like, oh mum, you know, it's fine, whatever. But you don't know, <laughs> you don't believe your mum, do you? You just test these things out. I am not recommending you do that again. I'm telling you from my own experience. So don't go out and buy bloody coffee enema bag. But it was horrendous. You just like shit out everything of like coffee. You imagine the toilet, right? Sorry about the description, but we're talking about poo today. 
So we're going to hear a little bit about it. <laughs> Plus, I've grown up with three brothers. We used to talk about poo a lot, just around the dinner table. So that's an experience I did. And I, you know, I just, I, I did a colon, uh, a col what's it called? A colonic, actually in a proper beauty place to experience that as well what else did I do uh, I took I actually sought a functional medicine practitioner who because I, I worked in a holistic chiropractors and she was one of the chiropractors there she was stunning to be a functional doctor so she was like you have a leaky gut so you need to remove gluten and dairy which I knew already and you need to take these um, pills which were like called berberine and oregano and berberine was it? I can't remember. Um, it's meant to kill off the bad bacteria so that they stop feeding. This bacteria when, you're, when your body's out of balance are the things that cause you to get these sugar cravings you know and you have to kill them off at the source. If you are experiencing things like candida, removing sugar was a big factor for me, like including stuff like really sugary fruits like pineapple, mangoes, sweet potato. It's killing it off at the source. But I, I think, you know, it's just, it's, it's getting your body back into balance. And I don't think you need to be super drastic. Um, just depends on your symptoms if you want to know more or if this really interests you or if you really do have gastrointestinal issues there's three uh, functional doctors online who I've followed for a long time who've been very very helpful in my journey of recovery and if you grab your journal uh, you can write down Dr. Axe and that's Dr. A-X-E and then you've got Chris Cresser and it's Chris, and Cressa is with a K, R-E-S-S-E-R. -S -S and then you've got Dr. Mark Hyman. Hyman is H-Y-M-A-N, if you want to know more about things to do with your gastrointestinal issues. Now, if you are experiencing things like I mentioned, bloating, gas, if you are regularly ill, if you are experiencing fatigue in some way, if you have super achy joints and you've been told you have arthritis, if you, if your moods are really being affected, it might be that you are, that your gut is out of balance. As I mentioned before, if you are experiencing that out of balance health, there's inflammation there and we often carry a lot of inflammation in our tummy if you are having heavy periods as well that's another factor or link side effect that you may need to look at your gut um, grab a Bristol stool chart and yeah, type in Bristol stool chart and it will tell you from type 1 all the way through to type 7 the type of poo that you should be doing is generally around type 3, type 4. So it should be long, sausage-like, pretty formed poo. If you are getting other things like type 1 being super pellety, rock hard, hardly any sort of poo, um, and if you're not pooing on a daily basis, then something is not right. Something is not working for you. you. Something is out of balance. If you are on the other side of the spectrum, if you're number seven, you're getting runny poos every day, then definitely that is something that you are out of balance with and you need to look into that. But often people, it's the subtle things that people don't think are gut related that are like I was mentioning so the eczema often people go and grab eczema cream and they're not looking at the gut now my son has has had pretty bad eczema recently and 
Getting out in the sunshine has been amazing for his skin. Vitamin D is so healing. And we're often very depleted in vitamin D because we wear so much sunscreen. And we wear our sunglasses all the time. Because you know you get vitamin D through your eyes as well. But if it's blocked the whole time with sunglasses, then you're not absorbing the amount that you need. Um, eczema. So we've actually been working on his gut, healing his gut lining because we had a pretty traumatic birth. I had to have antibiotics when I was, when I was, um, when I gave birth because I had mastitis twice and a breast abscess. So that would obviously have gone through to the breast milk. So he had that as well to deal with in his gut. And the fact that he's not a great sleeper is another stressor put on his body. So all of these factors could be linked to the fact that he has been getting eczema. And again, it's all linked to his gut. So we've been working on healing remedies. So it's about healing and sealing the gut lining and adding in good quality prebiotic, probiotic foods so that the good and bad bacteria flourish and you have a variety of different bacterias so that he's functioning at his best and um, just a little note it doesn't help that when you're in Australia I didn't realize that the water the tap water is so bad I didn't realize how much chlorine was actually in Australian tap water so you imagine all this chlorine being put on your skin and hair no wonder like I was putting all these creams on him and just trying to tackle his gut health and I was like come on I know I know this stuff works why is it not working and then I spoke to my chiropractor who said I have really improved my eczema since putting a water filter on my shower um, and it actually removes 99% of chlorine using vitamin c so we bought it we bought it for our shower and we bought it for monty monty's bath and the difference it's made it's been amazing and i've noticed it in myself i don't have like super dry skin anymore and when i put cream on it feels nicer rather than you know when you just put cream on your body after you've been in a swimming pool it doesn't feel the same so that's what really helped but what I don't get is why people don't talk about that why don't people why don't people talk about the water because that's on our skin super porous anyway eczema eczema is a sign of having damage to your gut inflammation um, what do we talk about we talk about belly fat and bloating often when clients come to me and they're like, the main thing for mums, right, is that you want to get a lean tummy. Right? So we're dealing with our loose skin. That's, that's inevitable. That's what we've got now because we've given birth. But we can actually get lean and strong. And we can focus on our pelvic floor and core, but that's another topic. People who come to me, I ask them what their gastrointestinal life is, uh, symptoms are like. So we talk about your hormones and we talk about like bloating and talk about if you're pooing every day and what types of poo it's like. And that's how we know if there's something going on. And that might be why you are experiencing this extra weight around your tummy area because there's inflammation there. So again, it's looking at I'm going to talk to you about what to do with that in a second. But all the crunches in the world aren't going to help. Plus, doing crunches is just not great for mums. And there's so many other amazing core exercises you can do without damaging any of your abseparation and pelvic floor and adding to all that stress. Another topic to listen to, which you should get really excited about because I am. Anyway, we're talking about the gut. <laughs> so... I hope you've got your journal and you're writing a few things down just to help you out. Bristol stool chart, we spoke about the mind-gut connection, how your immune system's located in there, as well as your uh, hormones and a few of the people that I follow when it comes to functional 
medicine doctors and my own experiences around what I had to deal with when it comes to the gut. What else was I talking about? Belly fat. Yeah, let me give you an example. My client who's been with me for almost three years now, he has had lower back issues for a long time. And he has this sort of tilt in his pelvis where he sticks his bum out and his legs lock in a straight position. So his pelvis is what we call anteriorly tilt, tilted. After, you know, it, it can be a mechanical thing. It can be that his body is that way and we have to work on strengthening and stretching the right areas. However, he has got gastrointestinal issues he knows that he struggles when it comes to eating gluten and eating dairy. Now, I'm not saying he's gluten intolerant, he's dairy intolerant, that's the diet he should follow, this is him now, because I don't, it's not about diets, it's just about removing things that are causing your body issues for a time, and then healing yourself, and then slowly reintroducing things back and maybe he is not able to tolerate gluten ever. We don't know that, but it's just taking things one step at a time. So I've I've mentioned to him that I, I like you have intolerances and there's issues. Just from his, um, he's given me like food, his food diary, and he's worked with a nutritionist. But he is at the moment not willing to remove those things because he enjoys the ice cream and he enjoys the the bread so i'm slowly working working on helping him but he's his body's changing into that position because you imagine standing in that posture position so if you all stand up and you're standing and sticking your bum out so your belly is able to release and breathe better you imagine pivoting that pelvis up so your bum is flat and you're crunching into your tummy there's a lot of compression there in your tummy so your body doesn't like that it's pulling away from the inflammation that you're experiencing in your belly and causing your posture to change which is then causing your lower back issues and he also has knee issues because he's constantly in that sort of duck position where your bum sticks out You've got a really big arch in your lower back and your knees are locked. So it's, for it's yeah, you can work on your body mechanically and strengthening and stretching like I mentioned, but ultimately the reason he's in that position is because of inflammation in his belly. So we tackle that inflammation, we tackle the diet. I just wanted to give you an example because maybe you're experiencing something like that. So what to do, what to do? Well, first, understand if you do have gut issues, if there's something going on since having, since listening to this, do you believe something's going on for you? If something out of balance, is something not working, any of that stuff, like I mentioned. And then I have put in, um, whether I've emailed it to you or whether it's in the Facebook group, is a food matrix and I've also put a video in there explaining about a food matrix now there's a whole list of foods in there on the right hand side in that column it has if you are experiencing gastrointestinal issues remove this column now it's stuff like um, breads wheats nuts um, rice things like that um, certain fruits I believe are in there too certain vegetables people with gut issues aren't able to tolerate things like brown rice because it's harder to process than white rice for example uh, they're not able to tolerate um, nuts because it's harder to process especially if your guts like sluggish um, 
removing those items for a period of time. So you could try it for a month and then you want to work on healing your gut lining with things from my own experience is bone broth being one of them. So you can actually buy bone broth in supermarkets, good quality bone broth, it's stock. Um, look at the back of the ingredients. Don't just go with the label of the marketing bullshit on the front. Everyone needs to look at their labels when it comes to buying foods. Not just take for granted, um, not just take it for gospel what they say on the front. You know, like, oh, protein water or <laughs> protein water makes me laugh. Um, low fat, high fat, um, all this crap. Look at the um, ingredients. So bone broth is one. You can make it yourself. You can just buy a chicken carcass and boil it up. You can get recipes online. Look up bone broth. Really healing. You can also buy um, collagen to help seal the gut lining. And glucosamine is another one. It's a powder to seal and heal the gut lining while you are removing the foods that are causing the inflammation to your gut. There's no point still eating those foods and then doing the powder or doing the bone broth well you get a little bit of benefit but you won't heal everything um once you've done that then this is what i've been doing for myself and this is how i've healed my gut lining from the research that i found this seems to be across the board what people do when it comes to healing the gut and um, feeling better in themselves and not having all of these symptoms and obviously me working with a naturopath for my son around the eczema she's doing the same so you remove the trigger foods you heal and seal the gut lining while these foods are removed you then add in probiotics so whether that's um, whether you want to take a pill probiotic or if you want to take um, if you want to get it from your food so fermented foods like pickles and sauerkraut and um, crevasse I believe it's called which I really don't like the taste of so I don't do but you you might like the taste of that adding in those fermented foods also eating a variety of seasonal vegetables and herbs and spices because you know the idea is to flourish your gut with lots of different types of bacteria, good and bad. You just want more of the good than you do of the bad. And eating a variety of foods, not just sticking to the same thing, will help you flourish and thrive and get your body back into balance. Um, eating, think of eating the rainbow. So you want on your plate, you want a variety of different colours. It needs to look appetising and appealing and colourful and just lovely and creative. So that will help you there. And what else was I going to say? Oh, lost my train of thought. Yeah, eat seasonally. We, we tend to eat every type of fruit and vegetables all year round. But our body's actually not meant to be doing that like you can type in online because it, it changes depending on what country you're in so type in get your journal out type in um, seasonal fruit and veg for Australia or for America for the UK and then it actually gives you a breakdown of fruit uh, of fruit and veg to eat in winter that are seasonal fruit and veg to eat in autumn summer spring so follow the seasons and then you're more likely to actually get good quality fruit and vegetables and then you don't have to constantly buy um focus on organic stuff because it does get expensive like when you look at the organic section it's it's like three times more expensive than the average fruit and vegetables so i get it i understand why people don't choose to go organic because you're having to buy for a whole family when it comes to organic stuff you can get your journal out again you can go with buying just the ones that are more porous and cause more issues when they have pesticides on than the other so if you type in um dirty dozen and clean 15 or the other way around clean 15 and dirty dozen it gives you a list of the foods that you can get away with not buying organic 
because they're they've got thick skin for example bananas you don't have to buy organic but when it comes to things like strawberries or spinach they're super porous they're going to take on these pesticides i cannot tolerate strawberries if they are the general strawberries even if i scrub them and wash them with lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and all of that stuff thinking that i get rid of the pesticides I notice like my my throat is scratchy and uncomfortable if I've eaten a strawberry that has pesticides on compared to one that I've picked from my mum's garden that has just been in the garden without any pesticides. So that is one way that you can actually um, get your organic foods in in a, a cheaper way. You can also go to a farmer's markets. They offer an amazing deals, especially if you go last minute when they're about to close. They're trying to sell off bags of the stuff. And then you actually learn where your food's coming from. I highly recommend farmer's markets. Um, it, you can get it like really cost effective. And you can just go, um, we go every Sunday morning, not every Sunday morning, but we make it like a, a morning, you know, you go for coffee and you buy them some, the toddlers or the children some food and you get them to see and get them involved in buying their fruits and vegetables. And depending on how long they last, you know, just make it work. I always have to go with my partner. Um, so he entertains Monty and then I'm off zipping around getting some fruit and veggies and some, some quality chicken, some grass fed beef and lamb, all that good stuff. So to backtrack into how to help, so we talked about the food matrix, removing those problematic foods. Now, if you don't want to remove those things, you can get away with certain foods by, so, so for example, oats. If you don't want to remove that, if that's part of your daily ritual, if you love them, soak them overnight so that they are easy, they're broken down, they're easier to process in the gut and then eat them. If you love nuts, soak them overnight so again they're easier to process and they in the gut. If um, with vegetables, try not to have them raw because they're harder for you to digest, so cook them. There's just a few little ways. So removing or soaking and fermenting your food so you can get fermented sprouted bread if you look in shops like foodland if you're in australia there'll be places in the uk too i just can't remember off the top of my head and america if you if you look on the on the front and the ingredients it's fermented sprouted breads they might they're going to be easier on your gut especially if you um, do struggle with gluten a lot of people find that when they get proper quality artisan sourdough sprouted breads that they're able to digest it better but again listen to your body you may not be able to you may be able to it's it's all about your unique body so removing the foods that are causing your trigger issues healing it with bone broths and glucosamine and then after a month i did it for a year um, depends on how long you want to do it for if you're feeling really good and you don't miss those foods you don't have to add them in you don't have to reintroduce but if you're missing them reintroduce one item at a time so say you want to introduce um, gluten again or bread or whatever um, add that in um, it takes up to three days for an intolerance to show so that's why you need to give it three to four days to notice if you've got those issues again and then maybe that item can't be reintroduced yet so then you try something else the following week and then you keep going to eventually you might be able to eat everything again and you then you just have to manage your lifestyle and not having those things that add to your body um, if you have to take antibiotics taking probiotics um, if you are stressed out to the max it's learning to nurture yourself and take time um, and rest and nap um, if you have another baby you know things might change again so it's having that awareness and then adding in the probiotics probiotics is something that I always would recommend I never recommend supplements unless you have had blood tests that have said you are low in I don't know b12 or vitamin d that's when you know factually that you need to take something or you can supplement with food if that's possible you need to take something to get yourself back to functioning level um, 
so you could go and get your bloods tested um, to see. But probiotics are one of the things that I everyone needs just from everyone everyday life of environmental toxins and stress and shitty foods we eat um so there take all those factors on if you are not pooing every day there is something not going right so whether you believe it or not that's a fact that you're out of balance in some way because you're not going to the toilet every day I I noticed that mums, women in particular, like I do it myself, if I need to go for a poo and I'm I'm sort of reading a story to Monty and he's just not wanting me to leave, I will just ignore it <laughs> and then wait for that sensation or wait till the chance I can actually poo. And then I inevitably go off to the toilet and it's been like 20 minutes later and I sit on the toilet and nothing happens. I'm like, damn it, I missed my poo window. There is a poo window. And you may have done that throughout the whole day and then you notice that you haven't pooed all day. Start putting yourself first. Like, I've actually left Monty just screaming because I was like, fuck it, I need to poo. And it's it's coming. I need it out because I need it out. Um, take your time when it comes to the toilet. Yeah, they're going to sit in the toilet and watch you if you've got young tots. If they're older, hopefully they're not watching you poo still. If you are experiencing constipation, take your time. Get your, you can actually get a poo potty. What's it called, a poo potty? A squatty potty, I think they call it. Ultimately, you can just get these, anything to elevate your feet. You don't have to buy into these faddy marketing things. Anything to elevate your feet. Um, I actually bought two steps that you get for toddlers. They're plastic ones. I think they're five bucks each. Um, When I first gave birth to Monty and I I was really careful of not wanting to rip anything apart because I have fourth degree tears. So I I was so scared of going for a poo. I elevated my feet. I got into that sort of nicer squat position so that you're so that your colon is like not not curled up and it's nicely lined so that it's easier for your poo to come out your bum and then i just breathe do some deep belly breaths and breathe and relax into it don't think about oh i wish this poo would hurry up so then i can go and do everything inevitably it won't happen and then you're sitting on there and you just pull out a little pellet if you're lucky and then you're like damn it there's so much in there still breathe into it Um, If you're constipated, you might find that maybe you're dehydrated, you're not getting enough water. Um, Or you've got, if you're drinking so much water and you're like, I feel like I can't drink enough water, I'm just always thirsty. Maybe your electrolytes are out and you need to get a pinch of salt in the morning with some lemon. Don't fear salt. Often we aren't getting enough salt in our diet if we're not, if we're super healthy and we're not eating processed foods and we're sweating more pinch of salt squeeze a lemon don't buy these like highly processed sugary electrolyte drinks that's just a natural electrolyte drink to have first thing in the morning after you've been dehydrated from going without water for the night and especially if you're feeling constipated and just notice if your constipation stops you're drinking you're feeling like you're hydrated and you're going to the toilet every day then that works for you amazing also with constipation, maybe you um, add in some fats. Often we pull away from eating fats and actually it helps us go to the toilet. On top of the fact that it really helps women's health, women's hormones, getting some good quality fats in. So get some grass-fed butter, avocados, coconut oil, lard, eggs. Actually, eggs, depending on your body. Some people, they find it blocks them. Some people don't. It doesn't block me. So there's a few things that you can do when it comes to if you're constipated. If you are experiencing the other side of the Bristol stool chart, the bottom end runny poos. Um, It seems to be common when you're anxious or you're worried about things. Like You know how explaining how when you get nervous because you're going to do something about being on stage and you get the runs. that could be a factor for you so it's understanding and combating 
why you're worrying about future things and how to and what's going on there for you that could be impacting your gut for sure um and also <laughs> adding to your anxiety as well does that make sense um as i was talking about the mind body connection with me i find that if i am stressed out i've had lack of i'm not had much sleep um if i have a coffee then i get the runs so that is something that I have to look at and I have to just not have coffee that day and just understand or if I choosing being a parent choosing to have a coffee I know the consequences that I'm going to get the shits um, maybe you need to eat um, more foods that are a bit more substantial like porridge breads potatoes things to help you feel more satisfied and to stop the inflammation um, if you are drinking a lot of alcohol and you're experiencing runny poos it's removing the alcohol or at least massively reducing it and again if you notice you're not getting runny poo that's the factor that's been what's causing your inflammation so much about listening to your body and learning um, what works for you and what doesn't um, I spoke about probiotics foods and fermented foods so that is what I wanted to share with you when it comes to gut health now that's been that might be a lot of information to take on so feel free to listen you can listen to these audios over and over again and take notes they'll type in stuff if you're really interested in this stuff there's like I mentioned all of these different um, resources that you can follow and find and I really hope that this has been beneficial for you because the gut is so important with your health and start paying attention to what your poo looks like so that you can link it to what's going on with your health. That's it for me for now. My name is Lara Jezev and I'm excited to chat to you on another audio soon. Mm -hmm.